Welcome. We are Books with the Men, and this is our review of our Love and War novels, plays, and poetry, but we're not going to talk about poetry. <laughs> okay. So, what, what book did you read, Connor? I take a guess. Hmm. I don't know. The Wondrous... Wait, is it Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde? doesn't even Wilde? know. <laughs> it's The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, one thing I thought was really interesting was Junior uh, as a narrator. Like, yeah. Because you don't really find out who's narrating the book until, like, the fourth or fifth chapter. Or the fifth, like, part, because they're kind of longer than chapters. But, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was interesting because you get to see, like, the perspective on Oscar from, like, an outside-the-family kind of perspective. Yeah. And then, um, honestly, I thought he was perfect for it because he, like, really cares for Oscar. But it takes him a while to, like, figure out how to care for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, him being, like, in love with Lola the whole time is kind of, uh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. it's, like, a weird dynamic. Yeah. And then he uh, ends up being a writing professor, like creative writing, which I did not see. Yeah. Uh, I did not There's definitely a little, a little strange twist. Yeah, because uh, in the middle of the book, he was like taking a writing class in college, and the professor was like shocked when he didn't have a, when he had a story that had zero stabbings or shootings in yeah. it. <laughs> His professor was like, "Are you? Did you write this?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Professor like did believe him. That's who did him dirty. Yeah. Um. What would you say is like the message of your novel, Connor? I don't know. It's probably something about just not like worrying about what, um, what like society is telling you to do. Because like the whole reason that Oscar ends up like dying basically um, is because he was like just so desperate for like um, basically female uh, validation mm-hmm. yeah so it's like, almost like society like in like making him realize that making him think that like that was the most important thing in life like it kind of caused his death basically because he was like oh if this if this is so important then it's worth dying for right mm-hmm. and then he, he eventually does do that he dies for it um, so you think you're saying that like you think the message of the book is like to ignore societies yeah mm-hmm. sort of because um, if he had just like stuck to what like he didn't um, really like have a huge like desire for like sex and everything until people were starting to like make fun of him for not being able to get any girls mm-hmm. like up until then he was complacent being like a uh, a writer and like a nerdy like Star Wars fan and everything like that mm-hmm. um, but it's like sort of just that need to um, get with girls that's like forced on him by all, all of his like uh, friends and like friends in quotes because I don't know that he really had any his like true friends besides like Junior and yeah. his family yeah and even know. Junior like at one point, just like shoves him into a wall, because yeah. <laughs> Oscar stands up to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he does does not have a ton of good friends, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree that like society's like expectations for him kind of created a lot of his problems. Yeah, because he was like 
totally content to be, um, you know, a writer. Everything yeah. just in his own world until his relatives are like, you idiot. You haven't even, you don't even have a girlfriend. You're like 18. And he's like, oh, you're right. I should get a girlfriend. You're, yeah, a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but then the, the ironic part is that like when they do offer to like bring him out and like go clubbing or whatever, like go to the beaches and the clubs, he says no. Yeah. And he's like, I could have gotten what I wanted right then if I would have gone, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. It's really weird how he's like, he's so desperate for it. And then like he gets opportunity after opportunity and he's just, he just keeps like passing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were, what were some of the themes of your book, Marcus? Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to talk about my books, View on Human Nature. I'm becoming a human nature expert actually. The last mm. few months you've been going crazy. <clears throat> I've been going crazy with human nature. Um, anyways, I'll give you guys a brief little summary, mainly at the end. What happens is, there's about these five guys, they're planning on robbing this powwow. Oh. Be like, so they've got this big dance that goes on, mm-hmm. they get about 50,000 in prizes. 50,000? 50K. Dollars? 50,000 pesos. Okay, peso. Just kidding, dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dollars. It was in the United States. Um, anyways, so they've got this plan, it's, it's, going, it's going good, finally... <laughs> Finally, <laughs> it's still the day of the powwow, right? Um, yeah, powwow day. Yep, powwow day. So it's going, it's going well. They get the money, but yeah. one of them turns on the guy that's got the money. He's like, oh, "I want gosh. this all for myself, right?" <clears throat> so basically, the five guys have a big shootout. Right? <laughs> what? Yeah, because at, at the powwow, at the powwow, a lot oh. of a lot of people got in the crossfire, oh, but that's not the point right now. Okay. Um, pretty much. This guy comes, like one of the guys that turns, he puts the guy that has the money at gunpoint. Yeah. He says, give me the money. Guy hands it over, flips out his gun, bang, bang, right? Yeah. Then some of the other guys are in on the pants, like, ooh, can't let this happen. They start mm-hmm. shooting too. Mm-hmm. To me, um, I, I think this like plot twist kind of gives uh, the author's view on human nature. Because like, they would have just like gone with the plan. Who knows what would have happened afterwards, but they could have been up like 10k a piece, right? Right. Way better off mm-hmm. than before. But or, or dead. Way better off than dead. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they did I all that. I thought die. you were saying they could have ended up dead, and I'm like, I don't think that's much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but better than dead. Yeah. But instead, they're all dead. They're all dead. Uh, nobody's got all any of them? any money. Yeah. Oh frick! Every every single one of the robbers died. All five. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So was it like a they were shooting at the same time situation then? shot each other as they both died well there were actually five of them oh yeah but so I, like I mean, they all like shot the person to their right at the same time or like do you think they orchestrated this beforehand yeah like, can you stop talking just turn right shoot <laughs> all right guys let me discuss my book please <laughs> <laughs> um so anyways lost my train of thought you're talking about human nature i was talking about human nature i did know that <laughs> so like as i was saying before i got interrupted a few times um, okay. They would have all been well off. They had they would have had ten grand each. Now they're all dead. No money to their names. Mm. So I think that kind of shows like the greediness of humans. You know, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a strong message on that and how like if we work together, we could uh, we could we could do well. We could succeed. We could yeah. rub a powwow. We could rub a powwow. We could have ten k each. But instead, we got greedy, and mm-hmm. now we're all dead. 
Right. What? Yep. I'm dead. What? I did not say stupid things when you were discussing your dead Connor. <laughs> Yeah, so I, think, I think we need more more respect to have you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second thing I want to talk about with my book um, were these spider legs things. Oh. Um, so this is a little bit harder to explain because it didn't really make much sense. Yeah, when you gave me your presentation, honestly, I was totally lost. Yeah, I had no idea. What it is it's hard to explain, quick. But anyways, so this guy named Orville, he's about to go to the powwow. Yeah, he's at like a Target or something. He goes to the bathroom. You know, so there's just like a bump on his leg. He like opens it up. There's like some spider legs he pulls out there. So he opens up the bump on his leg. Yeah. Is it like a, just like a flap? <laughs> Dude, I don't really know. <laughs> they didn't give much background. But like, anyways, he pulls the spider legs out. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the world? He's going to the powwow the next day, right? Yeah. Then a little bit later, we get a story from his like step grandmother or something like that, half grandmother, something like that. Okay. Oh, half half step. Great aunt. It was really, but she raises him. Okay, yeah, that's okay. the point. <laughs> okay, uh, she tells a story about how the same thing happened to her. She had a bump in her leg. She pulled out these spider legs. Next day, she saves her sister from being raped and runs away from their household. Hmm. So that kind of gave uh, it was kind of like foreshadowing, you know? Right. We knew now that the spider legs, Wait, something big would happen. Was like, he one of the people? That was like robbing it. He was not or... one of the people robbing it, but he did get caught in the crossfire. Oh, he was, he was okay. at the powwow. He was at the powwow. All the characters were at just the an innocent, innocent guy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so we kind of figure out that the spider legs kind of correlate with like a upcoming life changing event, or almost like a transition from childhood to adulthood, Coming and that age. goes. With, yep. And so like we know that he gets shot at the powwow. They bring him to the hospital. We don't really know if he dies or not. Oh really? So, but like either way, that's life changing. You're either your life is either dead or, or it's just a big event in your life. <laughs> right. Definitely life changing either way. Yep. Yeah, I think it's interesting your, your commentary on human nature because there's definitely some you can you can make some um, similar commentary on our book Oscar Wilde, but mm-hmm. uh, on like the nature of, of humans, and uh, I think that. Uh, the author of, of Oscar Wilde would say <clears throat> like humans are like incredibly like persistent and determined you know even though the thing that they like seek might be kind of controlled by society to some extent like for Oscar his mm-hmm. culture is like hyper masculine focused a lot on sex yes um, like overly sexualized and then he so he focused, focused on that as well but um, he was willing to pursue it like until death, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that could be kind of a message of the book too. Is like people are, like have have very strong wills, and like mm-hmm. they they can continue to to fight through like um, incredible adversity. You know, basically, you got beat to death basically twice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got beat nearly to death the first time. Um, somehow survived and. He still came back to the same place yep. for the same thing, which is just um, pretty remarkable, honestly. Yeah, that's that's a good good commentary on human nature. So thanks. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the play now? Which play do we read, Connor? Death of a Salesman. By who? Good job. Couldn't tell you right now. Arthur Miller. <laughs> Arthur Miller. <laughs> Forgot for a second. Um... 
Hey, what, what did you guys think of it? What? What? Interesting. What was your favorite part? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, really know. I don't think about this. That's kind of a weird question, actually, for this play. It's a very strange book in or play in the way that it's like, I don't know. I feel like reading it might not be like the best way. Yeah. I mean, obviously Dude, it's a like play, it. so the best watch way it, is yeah. like you're supposed to watch it. But it's like the way the dialogue is set up, it sounds like he's just like the most bipolar person to ever walk the earth like willie well, i think he is i think that might be the point <laughs> well no i know that's the point but it's like sometimes it's like beyond like even what it should be i feel like just picking up on like a lot of that stuff because without like body language and everything yeah it's just really hard to tell but I do agree. yeah i mean I, I do think it's like it's hard to tell if it's like sarcastic or not like or if there's like any irony or not without mm-hmm. like the tone because when we're reading it's like a little bit ironic like when I'm like being Linda and Norris is being yeah. uh, Willie, he's like, will you let me finish? <laughs> and it's like funny, right? Like what? He wasn't even talking. But um, maybe in the play, like, it's just totally ironic. And he's actually just a huge jerk. Yeah. Which is probably what it actually is. Because he's supposed to be like a, a little bit loose uh, mentally. Yeah. Got some yeah. screws loose upstairs, you know. He sure does. A little cuckoo. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like we we were laughing a lot when it, I don't know if it was super appropriate to laugh, just because it it was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, without like the context of of the tone like that it's supposed to be said with in the play, it's a little bit hard to, to tell the exact meaning all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. No, we couldn't tell I mean, pretty much all the time what what it was supposed to be like, mm-hmm. and still gave us like the a good background on the characters. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how like the the um, the way that the play is set up with like different flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it kind of makes almost the whole thing like exposition. You know, like you're always learning more like essential mm-hmm. information about the beginning, right? Like I was, we were taking the test yesterday. And I saw like it said like how does this serve as exposition? It was like page ninety eight out of one hundred and thirty, <laughs> yeah. and I was like. Yeah, we're still we're still learning about like the characters like we don't know everything mm-hmm, right yeah and i think that's a really interesting way he wrote it right where like you just learn more and more about the yeah. individual characters you're like oh biff actually did fail school or like yeah, bernard like charlie, trying to help him you know charlie like i think is a really good example of that like we don't really learn much about him and arguably like his most important thing literally comes in the is it requiem is that how you pronounce it yeah yeah yeah, but it's like arguably like the most important part of the novel that he's in is there when he's sort of like not justifying um, like his suicide, but he's like trying to explain why mm-hmm. he would do it. And it's like that's literally on page like what one thirty, like yeah, twenty nine, the very last page. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, one part that that stuck out to me was the the character, the woman. Like mm-hmm. Willie's affair, oh, yes. and uh, um, a wedge between Biff and um, Willie. Like their relationship became pretty strained after that. I mean, it didn't last super long because eventually, I mean, just after that, Willie commits suicide. But um, or dies. But yeah, like the, the part that really bothered Biff was when um, Willie was giving the woman. Linda's stockings that she made mm-hmm. and it's like 
just seems pretty twisted, like the way that she she was like always like putting her her work into that, like that was like her, her product that she made. And he was just throwing away to it. He so really was even like yelling fair. at her for making it. Yeah. He's like, why do you make so many stockings? <laughs> and then he like gives the stockings to um, the woman. So that's it. I think there's a lot to talk about with Willie and his sons and like his yeah, other yeah. relationship and also how his sons are kind of like him. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like growing up with a father like that, like, you like might pick up on, on some of his like mm-hmm. erratic behavior, even when you don't want to or like. But was he like erratic when they were younger? I don't I know, because like, I, I feel like yeah. when he was younger, he seemed pretty normal from like the small blurbs we got. He was, he was normal, I thought. Like he was just proud of his sons. Mm-hmm. I was talking about how Biff was gonna make it to the or happy. I forgot which one. Yeah, I, I think you could make an argument that he almost placed like too much of his own self worth in like how his sons um, performed, which you know, like to an extent, that's facts. Is like okay, like you should have like or like be like emotionally invested in how your children are like gonna do in life. Yeah, but like when they didn't do exactly what he wanted them to instead of like supporting Biff he was like I'm pretty much just gonna outcast you from our family yeah. now that you say that though like I wonder if Biff him, um, failing his math class it was Biff that did that right yeah I wonder if that kind of maybe set his little mm-hmm. mental decline into that, that action yeah and right it's I've like... always wondered if that was like intentional yeah. on Biff because like it, it's clear that like in the flashbacks his dad placed a lot of pressure on him because he was like hyping him up before the game and everything. But you could tell Biff was sort of just like, "I'll get a touchdown for a you, Dad." Nervous about it, yeah. 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 Um, like he mm-hmm. wanted to please his dad a lot, so I feel like that could almost have been like a like a stepping out point for Biff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that could be right too. Because yeah, when you when you feel all that pressure, it it becomes really easy to feel like I don't really want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. When it does become like fun fun anymore right and, and also there's that conversation that we we never learned about it's like after biff flunked math like he went to boston for a week right and he like had a conversation with his yeah. dad there this is what bernard was talking to uh willie about later on in the, in the play yeah and bernard's like what'd you say to him and willie's like never mind about it <laughs> like just don't ask me about it right <laughs> so we never get to learn like what what willie said to biff that apparently caused him to not wanted to take math in summer school because he could have taken the, the path right and like gone on and played at the University of Virginia or whatever yeah and um, been a star but he apparently didn't didn't want to after that conversation yeah that's a good point but I also think like it's interesting commentary on like parenting with Willie right it's like are you a bad parent if your child sucks at football <laughs> <laughs> Are you a bad parent if, if they're... I mean, are you a good parent if they're good at football? Like, yeah. how much of that is controlled by you, right? Yeah. You think about, like, how, you know, coaches or whatever play, can play into that. I think Willie probably placed a lot of self-worth and, like, identity in, like, how well his, his sons did, mm-hmm. right? And he's always, like, when, when he does start to lose his mind a little bit, um, he's always like, yeah, Biff's doing big things out there out west, you know? Big things. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he kind of disillusioned himself with like the success of his sons maybe just to like appease his own yeah identity yeah. crisis you know Good point. because if he has the if he believes 
that um, his sons are doing well, then he can like live without worrying about if yeah. they're like a failure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wish we had a video on this so we could show him Connor's drawing. Uh, Connor's making I've a drawing of the house while we talk. Of, of Willie. Yeah, this is Willie's house. Oh, that's their big yard in New York City. <laughs> yep, their big yard with garden in it. Yep. <laughs> I hear they have big landscape opportunities up in New England. Mm-hmm. They do. Um, I don't know. Also, the the whole novel, like the whole play, it's it's kind of just super sad for Linda because she yeah. just does so much for Willie, and mm-hmm. that his he's just not really capable of like reciprocating, right? Like, like giving like, any of it back. <laughs> and then, like, when we were having that one conversation you mentioned a little bit earlier, where like she'd like say like one word and be like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Biff's like, "Dad, I want to do this big thing." And it's like, yeah, do you hear about that? He's like, why are you talking? Yeah, yeah. he was going what? crazy. And he yeah. kept saying, like, don't interrupt me. And yeah. literally, Biff, Biff would be talking. Yeah. And she would respond to Biff. And then he'd be like, don't interrupt me. You know, like, <laughs> you haven't talked in, like, three lines. Yeah. But then, like, Linda, like, defends him, too. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Sons. Right. Yeah, Linda. And then Biff's like, how can you defend him? And she's like, I love him. Right. Right. And, um. I felt like for me one really important detail about Linda's like character came right at the beginning uh, where it says in like one of her lines like in italics before the line like says like Linda with infinite patience and that says her line I just thought that was really important to understand like Linda like will do like anything to help Willie um, even if it like forces her to be really patient or like really mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, it's okay, Willie. Yeah, the window's closed. Yeah, especially as his mind deteriorated. Because um, it just takes a really selfless and caring person to do that for someone. I think she was almost like in denial that he was like starting to go mentally. Yeah, I mean, can't really blame her. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to be like willfully hoping, obviously. I really hope Willie just is going crazy. So I just thought of something. It might have been obvious to other people earlier. Mm-hmm. You were just talking about how, like, we don't know how the conversation with, like, Willie and Biff went in yeah. New England. Yeah. Is that when Biff caught Willie cheating? Oh. Now that I think about that. Oh. I wonder if that just kind so of turned his life upside down, you know? It could be, but did he know for that long? What do you mean? Did he know about the, the affair for that long? Wait. Say when you think it was. When you when when you think he found out. I was just thinking that's like when he, you know how it talked about he went up to New England to talk to his dad after failing math. I wonder if it was that. I think that is right, actually. I never found out. So that, that, that well, probably that, should have been obvious. That probably should have been, yeah. <laughs> well, but why would... I guess Linda could... St- I just... Because Linda was like still knitting or... Like sewing the uh, stockings, the stockings, like during present day, right? I don't remember. But I don't know if I she know. necessarily abandoned her hobby. Yeah, she could have. It could be something that she just especially if she didn't know all the time. Mm-hmm. It fit into her. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Has... Any any last thoughts? Oh, we gotta rate them. Oh, rate, yeah. Radar. Oscar Wilde.
Oscar, we'll do yep, books first. You get out rated Oscar Wilde, too, based on what we got. 10 out of 10. Okay, great. Okay. I'll give it like a... A 9. Same. I like the... I think it was very... It was nice to have a realistic book that doesn't always end. Like, how many books do you read where the main character gets beat to death mm-hmm. for literally just kissing a girl for the first time? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Very, very original ending. First book I've read like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not... I, I liked it a lot. The only thing that, like, kind of threw me off was just, like, how, like, vulgar it was. And, like, yeah, really straight up. Which, I guess, I think that was really intentional, actually, to, like, make, like, a mm-hmm. uh, commentary on, like, life. Like, life isn't, you know, yep. sunshine and roses. But, uh, still threw me off a couple times where I was just like, whoa, was that necessary? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think it, it probably was to like get the true meaning across. But uh, yeah, how'd you rate there? There, maybe like a seven and a half out of ten. I'd say. Seven and a half. From what good. we heard, I'd give it like a solid six. Sounds I, a little. I feel like it'd be it'd be tough to follow all those characters. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, when you have a whole book to figure out. Easier than like yeah, a five-minute yeah. presentation. De- definitely. Faith <laughs> yeah, is like explaining all the characters. We're just like, what? <laughs> but she did a good job. What's your rating? My rating, I, I would say yeah, seven. I don't know. I, I don't know too much about it, but I like the commentary on human nature right. and greed. What the? What about the play? Play. For me. I find plays hard to read. Kind of talked about this. Um, that was a little tough. Um, so I was getting dinged for that. Um, I'd, oh, it was an alright story, I'd say. Maybe like a 6 out of 10. I would say like an 8 for me. I thought it was, I thought it was actually really solid. Like, um, and like a good awareness for like people who are. Um, you do have like dementia or things like that. Yeah. Like my, my aunt was actually just di- diagnosed with Alzheimer's last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I, know that I feel, feel like this, this book kind of spoke to me just based on that, like, because it is like an incredibly hard thing to deal with, especially if you're not like aware of it yourself, if you think you're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Like when she actually learned that she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, like, it was just like devastating, even though she, because she thought she was okay, even though it was like clear to everyone around her that she wasn't. So I don't know. That just spoke to me like, it's like, oh yeah this is a real problem like people thinking they're okay but they're definitely not yeah what do you think Connor um I probably have to go right around like six and a half um haven't read many plays so don't have a whole lot to compare it to mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it uh it was good <clears throat> just a little difficult to understand some parts and without all the full you know, stage, uh, like being able to see them and everything. I think it was a little bit like Slaughterhouse Five too, and like the way yeah, it, it like jumps around so much in in time. Yeah. We have to like try to figure out what's going on and how old people are and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think we eventually got there. <laughs> yeah, that's what podcasts are for. More or Help me learn more about books, and plays. All right, so this is the conclusion of our episode. Books with the men. I'm Davis. I'm Noah. I'm Connor. Peace out.